Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Winter is coming. Heavy rain, sleet, snow, and ice. Are your tires up for the challenge? Tread confidently in winter's worst with a set of new tires from Tire Rack. They sell only the best, like the full line of Yokohama Tires. Go to TireRack.com slash sports. That's TireRack.com slash sports. Tell them what you drive. Your tires will ship fast and free to you or one of over 10,000 recommended installers. That's TireRack.com, TireRack.com, TireRack.com. The way tire buying should be. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. 56% of job seekers say their biggest challenge is finding a job that matches their qualifications, according to an Express Employment Professionals Harris Poll survey. The job search can be a lonely process, but Express Employment Professionals can be your one connection to finding a job that fits. Each year, hundreds of thousands of people find work through their local Express office. Find the location near you at ExpressPros.com. With no fees for job seekers, visit ExpressPros.com. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is the best of the Jason Smith Show on Fox Sports Radio. And Mr. Harmon? Yes, sir. It's getting to be about that time. The time where the White Sox lose to Clayton Kershaw and the uh, Los Angeles Dodgers? uh, That time is, uh, well... Any second now. That I've been following intently on my laptop any, since I can't watch it. Any any second now. You spotted Kershaw run, you're going to lose. That's the end of it. Yeah, that's all. They even made two errors. Nothing to show for it. Major League Baseball, trade deadline approaching. Yep. We saw J.D. Martinez get traded today. Half the White Sox are leaving after this game for e- New York. Either for the Yankees or the Red Sox. Yeah, <laughs> they're, today, they're going east. It doesn't matter. Todd Frazier and Robertson were going to the Red Sox. Now they're going to the Yankees. Well, uh, Frazier before the game's going down the line hugging people. <laughs> Goodbye, like, everybody. Full Goodbye. on hugs. Goodbye. Not just Goodbye. pats on the back or whatever. It's like, no, this is long. Uh, it's been good. Blank you, but, blank you, blank you. Popular guy. You, here's, here's one of the things you, about Frazier. And, and folks will look inside the numbers and the box scores. They see strikeouts, whatever. This is a guy that has made it part of his job before games, after he's done with his fielding practice, after he takes his round in the cage, to go and sign autographs for 20, 30 minutes a game. Like, that's just, this is part of my job. So, wherever he ends up, good on him. A lot of souvenirs for young, happy fans to come and perhaps meaningful at-bats down the stretch. So right now, the Yankees certainly are the leaders for Frazier and David Roberts, although it could change 
And it, Who it knows? Was, it was a Red Sox. Well, there might be it, two other know. teams. It might be like the Carmelo Anthony rumored deal where there's four teams involved, he's and we're not, just not sure who they are. You're going to wake Phil Jackson up. What are you doing? Hello. No, no, no he Phil. quit. He's in Montana. We know who he is. He's a unicorn, and he's special. Phil, go back to sleep. This is not about basketball. He's no, sleeping Phil, on a it's pile July. of you know. He's sleeping on a pile of bills like you Let from Breaking Bad. But we'll keep you posted if anything breaks tonight. But we're getting to that point where football's coming. Are you ready? This weekend, we already have the majority of the NFL teams will report to training camp. Even if you're a team with no hope, like me and the Jets, you're excited about it. Yeah, but we're going to go hang out at StubHub Center and Stub stuff up. and see the Chargers. J-E-T-E Jets. Go sure. see the Rams. Yeah, and score no points. Maybe yeah. dress up like Jeff Fisher, see if they let me in the premises. Go see the Rams lose 9-6. That'll be interesting. Could be. You yeah. never know. But today, certainly, the headlines, good and bad, belong to the Dallas Cowboys. Jerry Jones, quite simply, is responsible for the train wreck the Cowboys are becoming off the field. I want me some glory, hope. Oh, Jerry, you got to stop with stuff like that. You got to sleep like Phil, Jerry Jones. Uh, Jerry said he has spoken with Ezekiel Elliott since Ezekiel Elliott's involvement at an incident in a bar on Sunday, but didn't really give a lot of specifics about their conversation. Of course, this is Elliott's third or fourth transgression since coming to the National Football League. And with each one, it's like, okay, if he's involved in a bar fight, is it that big a deal? Eh, okay, is this situation, is it that big a deal? But now you put like this string of three and four things together, and one of them is domestic violence situation that is still hanging over him. The Cowboys, according to sources, are bracing for a short suspension for Elliott, which is probably going to be in the one or two game variety. Maybe he gets two games and the gets it two, down to one. Yeah, and then but it, it'll be a short one, down, so the Cowboys sure. will have to do without him most likely for a game or two. But this is not about Ezekiel Elliott. This is about Jerry Jones because he has simply decided – that I don't care if this team is like my team from the 90s. Because when were the Cowboys at their best? When we had a lot of lawless guys that were bringing strippers to the White House and Nate Newton was driving around, car fulls of pot. Actually, that was after no, his- it was a van and he was long retired. <laughs> That's after his playing days. And that but- was, I mean, that was packed to the guild. I mean, that was hundreds there- of pounds. There was all marijuana. kinds of... Sex, drugs, and rock and roll going on with the Dallas Cowboys. And, and it worked. They were winning Super Bowls. So you looked the other way, and in a time when the league wasn't really enforcing anything upon anybody. But now it's different. So now stuff like the Cowboys White House, that would be fined out very easily. There would be vans from WFAA in Dallas parked outside it every night going, we're waiting for Dak Prescott to walk into the White House. Oh, look, he threw his bottle of Sprite out into the garbage can. Oh, look, Dak's a good guy. You can't get away with that nowadays. But what are Cowboys players getting away with? They're getting away with incredibly bad behavior, embarrassing headlines, and Jerry Jones does nothing. All right, You have this Ezekiel Elliott situation, as I said, which is, is a specter over the Cowboys season. You also have this offseason, David Irving, defensive end who got suspended four games for violating uh, the PED policy. You had Nolan Carroll arrested on a DUI charge and Damian Wilson arrested and charged with assault with a deadly weapon. A couple of these guys could place league discipline. Now you have this going on with Ezekiel Elliott. The reason this happens is because Jerry Jones refuses any sort of discipline for behavior like this. 
I mean, the fact that the Cowboys are continually get away with this, and they're hot in this now. They're far out distancing any other team when it comes to guys who get in trouble off the field for stuff. This is a horrible offseason, which is part of last season and part of the Cowboys' philosophy of we're going to bring in players who have questionable backgrounds and questionable pass, and we're just going to roll with it because this is how we won Super Bowls in the 90s, and why not? And look what they did last year. They went 13-3, and and everything was great. Then they lose their first playoff game. But Jerry Jones is enabling these players to do this because when you don't have any fear of repercussion, whether it's a DUI, whether it's PEDs, whether it's getting in a bar fight, whether it's pulling a woman's top down at a parade, which is what Elliot did uh, a few months ago. When you have no fear of any repercussion, you're going to do whatever the hell you want to. It's like Jerry Jones is the dad who's just as long as I respect my dad to his face, I can do whatever the hell I want to behind his back because he's got my back. Jerry Jones is loyal to a fault to all of his players. The guy had Josh Brent, who killed one of his teammates in a car accident, on the sideline for Cowboys games because we don't turn our back on people in the Cowboys family. You know what, Jerry Jones, maybe you want to back up on that a little bit and realize what this what this looks like and what this means to, to the members of your team and how this looks and how this plays out. Because this is Jerry Jones being loyal to a fault. And he's gone from a guy that used to scare the crap out of everybody to now he's, oh, yeah, yeah, we can snow Jerry. All these things, yeah, yeah, he loves us. We're ca- I know because I do this, he's going to have my back, and I'm not going to get He's not going to suspend me. So why not? Now, they're going to face league suspension, but when you're not worried, you're worried about your team first. If I find this out, what's my team going to do? What's my team? Because that's always the first thing. The team finds out the team. Is. But these guys going out, they don't care. They don't care. They do whatever they want because they know Jerry Jones is not going to do anything. So all this behavior is because he's allowed that to be enabled. Well, no, and that becomes part of the, the discussion of Jerry Jones and that willingness to perhaps look the other way a little bit as things go on. Is that we can you quantify how much that's helped? in terms of player retention, player acquisition during the processes of free agency and, and when when they go down into negotiating, does that come in, not necessarily explicitly in terms of line items, but in the understanding that he has with the, the free agent-to-be and, and their representation. So perhaps on some level it's helped the Cowboys, but certainly them winning to the level that they won last year means, wait a minute, I'm seeing glimpses of what we had with that young nucleus all those years ago when we had the triplets coming into their own and perhaps lightning can strike twice. Sure, we have Jason Witten still. He's the steady guy down the scene. But does Bryant still getting it done when he's healthy on the outside? You look at Ezekiel Elliott, what he was able to do, and, and you've got the electrifying quarterback that everybody's curious to see the encore performance. Now we can get into personnel and losing a couple members of your offensive line and what it means, but that's a discussion that we'll talk about a little bit later in terms of what it means for the Dallas Cowboys come 2017 as we kick this thing off the first weekend uh, in September. But short term, you're looking at just shades of what this team was and perhaps as Jerry Jones, we've got teams moving, we've got all these turnovers, we look at the Denver situation of ownership. We look at the Saints situation with ownership. Jerry Jones is also looking at Father Time in the mirror saying, well, this is about as close as we've been in the last 20 years to what that great period was, and it worked for him then. I'll be damned if I'm going to step in and screw it up now. 
Twitter at How About a Fresca, the Jason Smith Show. Jason, Mike Harmon, 877-99 on Fox. This is all on Jerry Jones. All of it is. Because this is his – he creates everything. He creates the mood. He creates the culture. He creates all of it. This is him. Many you Just think about any other team in the NFL. Any other team in the NFL. And here's where Jerry Jones also gets preferential treatment from the league. Think about this. Any other team has an offseason like this. Is Roger Goodell – Meeting with that, hey, what what's going on here? What are you doing? Are these guys allowed to have instances like this? Well, over we'd at and least get whispers that there was a hey, come to uh, Park Avenue and let's let's yeah. sit down and chat. And you would also see discipline coming from the team of some of these guys. Hey, you know what? This happened, and and this is what's going on right now. And you're going to get fined, and you're going to get this. Instead, it's well, here it is. We let the league figure it out. Here it is. Let the league figure it out. And the Cowboys are back to being the lawless group they were in the '90s. But this is not fun lawlessness. You can look and say, oh, boy, bringing a bunch of women and, and having a big White House, that's kind of fun lawlessness. That's Oh, that's party lawlessness. No, th- th- these are DUIs and PEDs and, and, and fights. And th- this is this is not just, oh, you can, oh, boys will be boys. And but boy, it's, but it's wouldn't a different you like era to be at that now. party? Of but course. it's a different era, right? 20 years ago, you could do all that, and it's like, wow. Those crazy athletes. That's what we saw in North Dallas 40. That's how that's I partied 20 years ago the, in my car. That was in that... You really? I, well, that except, was you. Except without the drugs and the inordinate number of women, that was how I partied. I mean, I what had, else you got? I'd have nights where, listen, I go out to the bar and I would, I would get done at two in the morning, and I'd be ready either for breakfast or to play cards until like four in the morning. So that was, I mean, that's how I roll. Secret I mean, I option was that C guy. with Kate Upton, and and what she. Always tells you you couldn't have. There's no sex. Yeah, that wasn't out there. Huh? Hey, those three girls are looking at us. Let's go back and play cards. It's not going <laughs> to happen. All right? At least it's not going to happen for me. Let's go play cards. Yo, get out of here. <laughs> and that defeatist attitude led you here to the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios alongside yours truly. You know, but I like to think that I, I held out and I'm, I'm with who I'm supposed to be with. And Pam and I are together and we've been together for 20 years and it was great. And you know, maybe I maybe if I don't play cards one of those nights, suddenly I wind up leaving with, you know, a hot model of some kind. And my life is incredibly different right now. <laughs> And I'm jet setting. You're borderline to, Borat I, as you, your cadence. I'm living in I Monaco. Like I like. <laughs> I live in Monaco and I live off my hot wife. Hey, maybe that's my life now. Hey, who knows? Now I'm depressed. <laughs> this is my wife. <laughs> Took you to, to a deep left turn and now the darkness has appeared. Uh, High five. I could have been with a wonderful model. I would marry to Sharon Stone. And then uh, it was a basic instinct happened. So went from a de- serious discussion <laughs> yeah. on the degeneracy well, of the Dallas Cowboys. about it. You know, 20, partying 20 years ago, I think a boom. My time in Syracuse and New York and Connecticut, in New York City and Connecticut and all places. I was but that's But that's just it. 20 legend. years ago, it was boys will be boys um, and, and a different attitude in terms of what players were doing and the ability if a local municipality and the Police departments thereof decided to, say, pick up pieces of the rug and shove stuff under it. You could because the local reporters needed access and they weren't going to ask too many questions or report on some of those said transgressions. Now, New World Order. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show weeknights at 11 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. A little bit more on the Cowboys here. How about them Cowboys? Well, look, we told you why. A few minutes ago, everything going on with the Cowboys, Ezekiel Elliott thing, is all Jerry Jones' fault because he has allowed 
players to thrive in lawlessness. They know they fear no repercussions from him. Ezekiel Elliott in the bar fight is the latest thing. Fourth Cowboy to get in trouble this offseason. Jerry Jones is not the guy with the bare fangs that if you run afoul of me, I will make sure you are disciplined. He's not that guy. And this is why it's on him. But there's also this concern for the Cowboys. There is no team primed for a fall this year bigger than Dallas. Dallas is going to be one of those teams that all season long they're going to be hovering around 500, and you're going to go, boy, they're going to get themselves in gear, right? They're going to get themselves in gear. They are primed for a fall for a couple of reasons. Number one, everybody is now at a year to get used to Dak Prescott, who took the league by storm, and he was fantastic. But now they're at a year, so the league is going to adjust to Dak Prescott. Dak looks like he's one of those special talents, but still, life is going to be a little bit harder for him this year than it was last year. They didn't really improve a lot in free agency. They overachieved in 2016, and they won a lot of close games. They won a lot of games they really had had no business winning. That's going to even out a little bit because that's what happens. But more importantly, their schedule last year was very, very weak, and now this year it's so much stronger. You can have teams improve, but – when you go from where you were to 13-3, to, to and three, it's like, oh, my goodness. They could have been undefeated if the Giants, if they had just beaten the Giants, taking care of them. You do that because you have a weak schedule. All right, you watched the Jets two years ago when Fitzpatrick got them to 10 wins. I was like, oh, my God. I'm like, I'm not buying that fool's gold because we had a very easy schedule. And now last year, we had seven playoff not, not, teams in no, the first seven weeks. No, I was in the Geico Studios with you during that season. Don't tell me you were looking at any of it going, ah, this is crap, ah, schedule. No, you were is bouncing off the yeah. <laughs> Oh, it's uh, terrible. I bet, I bet on the, they were doomed. Oh, the they were doomed. Spitting the ball at his finger, just taking yeah, it from him. You were ba- no, but, slapping the wall. But, you were shadow boxing. You did right. like the little punching thing like you were Floyd Mayweather warming up for McGregor. <laughs> I mean, you were going nuts. But so don't tell was, me about the schedule. No, it doesn't mean I wasn't excited. But it was an easy schedule. Last year's first seven games against seven playoff teams, the Jets never got off the ground. This year, the schedule for the Cowboys is immensely more sure. difficult. They will regress and come back to the mean. I mean, this is an 8-8, eight and 9-7 eight, and seven type season for Dallas. And they're going to be the team all season long, like the Cubs this year, where like, oh, they're going to get it go. Eventually, they're going to take off. They're going to take off. We're going to wait for the Cowboys to rip off win after win after win. And it's not going to happen and they're going to struggle and we're going to wait and wait and hope they can squeak in the playoffs and we'll be having a conversation in December of boy if the Cowboys get in that's great for the NFL better hope that you know the Saints don't get in or better hope that you know something like that that'll be our conversation well we also saw the shifting of the offensive line you lose one player to retirement the other to the Denver Broncos Lyle Collins certainly exciting in pieces last season so we'll see how he does on an every game basis but just those changes as well. It was one of the key strengths to this squad, and obviously Ezekiel Elliott, a step up ahead of Darren McFadden. But now the question becomes, if you were already looking at a short suspension prior to this latest alleged incident in the bar, and if the photo is to be believed that we've seen, uh, dude's nose got transplanted in terms of what it's supposed to look like in terms of you know being straight until it was, uh, well, not. So straight. So you're looking at perhaps tack on another game or two when this is all said and done if he's found to be culpable of this. So suddenly you shift down to Darren McFadden and Alfred Morris, serviceable guys, but if suddenly suddenly you're looking at a quarter of the season 
then we we get the true test of where Dak Prescott is, how much he's evolved versus what the league's done to catch up to him. Defense was already suspect. Times they were helped, obviously, immensely by time of possession and how much they were able to lean on 25 to 30 carries from Ezekiel Elliott. So it'll be interesting to see how, as that division looks with Kurt Cousins uh, and the Redskins getting after it, the retool. I'm sorry, it's Kirk, right? Kirk. Kirk. With a K. Kirk. With a K. Like Kirk Cameron. It's funny. Our guy Russell Baxter just tweeted out that he was screening uh, Dunkirk. Oh, a bunch of highlights of the Christopher Cousins. Nolan movie. Yeah, yeah. Oh, very yeah, pretty, nice. pretty good. I have no desire to see another movie about World War II. I don't know. I, I mean, mean, really? It, it could be Do great. we need to see another movie about World War II? I mean, I mean, honestly, I mean, another one. I kind of got sick of it with Wonder Woman. I'm like, really? Another Wonder Woman's got to be in. Sorry, spoiler alert. Wonder Woman's got to be in World War II. Really? It's got to be. You weren't really? looking at any of that. No, action. that's true. It could have been Gal Gadot up against a green screen. I wouldn't. I didn't no, that's just it. We didn't even bother to put in the CGI here. This There's Gal Gadot dancing and jumping around. This is the greatest movie ever. She's just spinning around in the Wonder Woman outfit. This is so awesome. Another one. You're terrible. But the <laughs> reality is that you're, you're looking at the, the rest of that division and, and trying to figure out where the gains that they made. Washington going young at wide receiver with some oft-injured players. We'll see if they're able to break through. Jordan Reed can't stay on the field uh, as good as he is at times. So you see the shuffling Philadelphia the presumptive favorite, but look, their head coach wants to go all out with pads and practices. How's that going to work out? How many guys are on the injured report before game one? Cause they took a shot from a teammate in an idiotic practice. So you've got those questions, but everything's setting up between the schedule and these roster moves to where you're going to have issues. And Ezekiel Elliott, just compounding things. Eight seven seven ninety nine on Fox eight seven seven nine nine six. 6369 Twitter at How About a Fresca. Here's how the Cowboys open the season. If you think I'm lying to you, and I'm not, I never lie. I only stretch the truth about the Mets a little bit. They, 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 up, they came up big today, though. They, <laughs> Let me tell you. I, <laughs> they open up at home against the Giants. Then they're at Denver, at Arizona. Mm-hmm. Two killer defenses they're on the road for. Then they come back home for the Rams. Good defense. Good defense, but it's Jared Goff. They can win that game. Five to two. Maybe his hands grew in the offseason. Then it's the Packers. I mean, you're so you are talking the first five games where they could conceivably go one and four. Yeah. They could get out of the gate one and four. Two and three is absolutely seeable or foreseeable, rather. It's seeable. I could see it. It's foreseeable for them to get out of two and three. Say they beat the Giants, lose to Denver, lose at Denver, lose at Arizona beat the Rams, lose to the Packers. I mean, you're two and three, and that's banking on winning those couple of games. This is an immensely more difficult schedule. They got the Falcons this year on the road as well. It's And difficult. they pump in crowd noise, so Dak Prescott's going to have trouble communicating. In December, they're at the Raiders. They have the Seahawks on Christmas Eve. This is a difficult-ass schedule for the Dallas Cowboys. It's the people ignore the schedule. They go, "No, oh, but we're great." No, but you are playing playoff team after playoff team after playoff team. Granted, you don't know exactly how teams are well, going to be. Well, but you go but from playing a, bo- I know a last good, place. I know or... how good the Denver right. Broncos defense is. And it, when when you're replacing the Browns with the Seahawks, I know what a better game is right there. It was easy. People don't realize this, how the importance of the schedule when it comes to a team and what their record's going to be from year to year. Just disrespecting the Browns. I'm, you just decided to throw them in. I, well, because the Jets are too easy. You, you brought out the Harley Quinn 
novelty <laughs> mallet and whack them a few times for, for good measure. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show weeknights at 11 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Pacific. Today, Colin Kaepernick got back at Michael Vick, former NFL quarterback who a day ago on Speak for Yourself uttered this when he talked about what Colin Kaepernick should do if he wants to get back in the NFL. First thing we got to get Colin to do is cut his hair. You know, I mean, <laughs> listen, I'm not up here to try to be politically correct, but, you know, even if he puts cornrows in it, I, I don't think he should represent himself, you know, in that way in terms of, you know, just the hairstyle, just go clean cut. You know, why not? You know, you're already dealing with a lot, a lot of controversy surrounding this issue. You know, just try to be presentable. So that was a very big deal. We talked about that a lot last night on the show. And tonight, Colin Kaepernick tweeted out his response, which was a definition of Stockholm Syndrome, which, in case you don't know, is when people who are taken captive start to empathize with their captors because you're there for so long and you're empathizing with them and you're helping them, you think they're your friends. Obviously, Colin Kaepernick making an analogy between here's Michael Vick, agent of the NFL, who has kept us captive for so long, the NFL has, and now he's on their side when he was a guy who the NFL was at odds with for a long time, hence the Stockholm Syndrome. Seeing this from Colin Kaepernick, if this doesn't prove to you that he doesn't care about playing in the NFL this year, I don't know what else does. We've said it many times. Kaepernick, you may not like it, but he's got to prove to teams that he wants to play football. He has not done that. He has not done an interview. He has not spoken to teams that said, this is what I want. This is what I'll accept. This is what I'll, I'll be a backup. I'll be this. I'll be that. We have not heard that from him. But now he tweets out Stockholm Syndrome. Basically, he's saying, Michael Vick, part of the evil NFL. Does any team see this and say, oh, yeah, Colin Kaepernick, I'm going to give you a chance. If Kaepernick really wanted to get back in and play, number one, he wouldn't be insulting the NFL like this because you're insulting a place where you want to work, and that doesn't work any place. No, no one's going to say, oh, you know, I really hate Best Buy. I'd never buy crap at Best Buy. Hey, can I get a job at Best Buy? No, no one's doing that. But yet this is Colin Kaepernick because he feels he is entitled to a job in the National Football League. All NFL free agents right now, whether you are Colin Kaepernick or somebody else, have one thing in common, working their ass off to get back into the National Football League. Whether you're Darrell Revis, whether you're a guy that, that played on special teams last year for the Titans and you are trying to keep your career going, they're working out publicly. Their agents are tirelessly calling teams saying, hey, I got this guy, I got this guy, give him a shot, bring him in. Put them on your camp roster. This will happen. My guys want to play. You always hear that story, that success story of guys who say, my agents had to call every team three times, and finally the Falcons took a shot on me or the Chargers took a shot on me, and it was awesome. I'm sorry if Colin Kaepernick feels entitlement, but that's how it is. What's he doing to help himself get a job in the NFL? He's not doing anything. And if you're not going to help yourself, why are teams going to say, well, we got to go have you? Nobody. He's not done a thing. If you could, did Colin Ka- has he done the thing to help himself get a job this year in the NFL? He's not. He's he's backed off and said I shouldn't have to do this and and allowed the blackball comment to be portrayed, which is completely inaccurate because him not having a job is a combination of a lack of talent and his political views. It's not one or the other. But bottom line is this: 
I don't feel bad for you because you're not doing anything to help yourself get back in the NFL. No, as we talked about yesterday with the initial Vic comments, which he then walked back a bit today and, and just reiterated the, the on the field play portion of his commentary on, on Fox Sports 1, the, the idea that a haircut, dressing in a suit, whatever other appearance things was going to be the difference was asinine. I think it was just the larger context if if we could extrapolate or, or try to figure out exactly where Michael Vick was coming from was the all right you want back into the NFL there's obviously a divide between where teams believe one you want to be in two what the, what it means for them and it's gone down the road and everybody's brought up the the number of players with arrest records and some abhorrent things uh, on their past including Michael Vick's own transgressions in terms of getting back into the league. And 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 I understand that there's that that weighing that, that goes on. And certainly Colin Kaepernick in this instance has done nothing anywhere close to that. In fact, he's given away hundreds of thousands of dollars of his own money to help fund causes and, and try to make things better as he sees it. And certainly, you know, he's to be commended for, for that, that part of the stance. But in terms of getting back into the NFL, there's obviously something missing in the conversation. Either the want to and the push from his side, his agent, who's the same representation as Johnny Manziel, as we found out the last 24 to 36 hours, which makes for an interesting wrinkle because now they're tied together in terms of their NFL futures. But when you look at, at Colin Kaepernick, it's we're still asking a lot of questions in terms of want in terms of desire, I mean, we could throw out anything you want. People have talked about, well, he doesn't want a salary. I don't know what salary he wants, but it's certainly one of the things that would go up on a big list of, you know, here's possible reasons things haven't come to fruition to where he's signed a contract uh, at, at this point. So, But to, to post Stockholm Syndrome as the response to Michael Vick's questioning and, and PR, unsolicited PR advice, look, he's a guy with an opinion, a guy who went through – a lot of stuff trying to get back into the league. And again, coming back as a convicted felon, obviously uh, a world apart from where we're at with Colin Kaepernick. But just making the point of there, there's got to be some kind of discussion in, in terms of what it's going to take to get back into the NFL. And posting this is basically saying, why would I want to go work for that, this place? And, and no one's that, going to give all you this a job. No but one's that's, but that's all this job. is. Why, do I, why would you, I want to work for this organization? Without saying, why would I want to work for this organization? That's he, what this look, post is. He's hurt because he feels he shouldn't have to be doing what he's doing. To, or or should, he should be able to just waltz back in the NFL and be a starter or have a job. And he's upset. And so now he's lashing out and he's got bad people surrounding Whoever's surrounding him, he's got to get rid of. Because if he really if he doesn't want to play in the NFL, he should say it. And then, okay, go on, be a social justice warrior and make a difference. Really. Go make a difference because he has that capability. He has that kind of backing behind him. But if you do want to play, you got the worst people in the world but, surrounding you, man. you got the particular... worst people advising you on how to. Because all they've done is you've gone from last summer into being a guy, well, let's see, maybe he can restart his career. He's obviously going to be an ex-49er after this year. There's going to be other people that are interested. And now look where he's at. Not even close to sniffing the NFL. But to use this example, right, it's one thing to use the best buy example. Well, then maybe you get behind the scenes and someone explains how the pricing structure is or the return, whatever it is that could basically, could potentially sell you on the job. Maybe they have great benefits. I don't know. Whatever it is 
that in the moment when you need a job puts you over. But Stockholm Syndrome is a, a very different thing than just having a, a, a rant a, against a place saying, I, I don't like this policy or that. You're, you're going down a, a whole other road when you, you start using this as your example of what the NFL is. Roadhouse. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com and within the iHeartRadio app. Magic Johnson playing the part of LeVar Ball with more credibility. Maybe the Lakers have decided, eh, you know, when LeVar Ball says crazy things about Lonzo, that kind of polarizes people. So let's have Magic say the exact same things, and people will go, well, hey, wait a minute, well, Magic Johnson said this. He's got much more cachet than LeVar Ball. I will believe this. During a press conference today to welcome in Contavious Caldwell-Pope, White Smoke, patent pending, patent pending, that's his nickname, and I get 3% of anything he makes off of that. It's a, it's a good nickname. Uh, they introduced him as at their team facility, and look, we talked about it when it happened. Love the signing of Caldwell Pope. He's a really good, solid two-way guard. He Getting him in for one-year deal and seeing how things play out, great move by the Lakers. When the Pistons decide, yeah, we don't need a guy who's good like that because you know we're going to make other moves that are going to wind up doing the same thing for us. Magic Johnson spent a lot of time talking about Lonzo Ball and his performance in the Summer League. And here's a bit of magic from today on Lonzo. Lonzo is special, don't make it. No question about it because he makes everybody better. And then two triple-doubles, and he would have had the third one the other day and the captain messed up. So it was amazing, you know. Uh, I like him because also he's now a great teammate too. Magic Johnson continued on to say, quote, if he's getting triple-doubles in the summer league, he is going to get triple-doubles in the regular season. Erroneous! <laughs> Erroneous! Magic Johnson has Erroneous. summer Erroneous. league fever. Everyone's got to have the sickness because everyone seems to need the cure. That's... I got the fever. I got the fever. I got the fever. I got the summer league fever. You know, pulling up triple doubles against guys who aren't even going to make the D League. That means he's going to get triple doubles in the NBA season. G League. Okay? Not G Lee. G Lee. Uh, And TJ, (laughs) a league about as good as Ben Affleck and Jennifer Lopez in that ill fated movie of the same name. TJ. Yeah, TJ. I'm now beginning and ending. That's pretty good. With TJ. Addressing him at the beginning and the end. When I say TJ, people know, oh, okay. Okay, now he's finished. Yeah. (laughs) He's starting. Now 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 he's 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 moving on. Now you put the quotes around that and you move on. Magic Johnson, summer league fever. You go back and look at the guys who won summer league MVP. The last few years, nobody's made it in the NBA. Now, yeah, Lonzo's a Valanciunas has been pick. fantastic. Okay. Except that they can't get rid of his contract yeah. and trade him. <laughs> Do you want him? He's so great. We'd nope. love to get rid of him. He's so great. But, look, Lonzo has come close to being as advertised. His court vision, rebounds, has been exactly what you want. And, look, this is how you have to treat Summer League. You treat Summer League like preseason NFL. If your players don't get hurt, and I mean legitimately hurt, not like, oh, my groin hurts, we're playing against the Aaron Fox. As long as your players don't get hurt and they play somewhat well, get excited. Because it, that's what it is. You're getting to see these guys for the first time. The summer league is more and more popular as year as years go on because we see the bigger names. This year was the biggest because there were so many names that people have heard of. 
normally in a draft, sometimes you get to the first two or three guys, and then it's, well, here's this center from Germany that everybody likes, and here's a guy coming out of you, and you go, okay, I don't know who this guy is, and some of the best players aren't names. But you had guys this time with Fultz and Ball and Jackson and Tatum and, and all the up and down at Dennis Smith. You had guys up and down, and boy, these guys are all pretty good. They were all names. They were all people who went very high in the draft, and they all played. It was the perfect storm for the summer league. Well, and there were so many stories spinning around the NBA in terms of trade rumors right. and, and free agency movement that you figured you were going to get up-to-date commentary as well in between you know, bad possessions by the Nuggets and shot clock violations. But it's the summer league. Realize that. And I'm sorry if you think suddenly Lonzo Ball's not going to have any difficulty scoring points in the NBA. I got news for you. He's not going to blow by guards and get to the hoop like he did okay in the summer league. He's certainly not getting that three up without it getting stripped stripped out of his hands no, that's, with that awkward Everybody's jumping right shot. past that, though. Everybody's jumping right past his oh, jump shot. Score, it'll, be, score, it'll, it'll be fine. Be fine. No, it's not. I mean, when you can't do that in the NBA, you shot horribly in yeah. summer league. And this doesn't mean that Lonzo Ball's not going to still be a terrific, fantastic player in the NBA, but when you pump him up to be, this guy's a Hall of Famer and he's going to be everything. And look, Magic Johnson, he's going to get triple doubles in the NBA. Okay, but if his triple-double is 10 points, 10 rebounds, 10 assists, and from the floor he's shooting 3 out of 17 and he's 5 out of 6 from the free-throw line, you know, that shooting triple-double doesn't really help you all that much. I mean, I'm sorry, but I don't see how – that's like seeing how a guy does in preseason, a rookie, is how it's going to translate in the NFL when the pads go on for real and the lights go on the week after Labor Day. It doesn't work that way. If you have trouble doing something in the preseason, it just doesn't suddenly go away. You know, it, it's like this. When you see a quarterback in college that can do a lot of good things, but what's his number one problem is his accuracy, right? He runs for touchdowns. He, he throws for touchdowns. He can complete the ball deep. He, you know, he, he's got a good pocket presence, good awareness, good intangibles. He's a leader, but he has a problem with his completion percentage. That's a red flag. Because it's not going to get better in the NFL. In college, you have wide windows to throw the football to a guy because you have a guy in a mismatcher. That's just the way it is. You talk about talent level throughout college football. You get guys open by five yards on plays in college. If you have trouble with your completion percentage in college, you're not suddenly going to get to the NFL and, well, well, I'm going to solve that problem when the windows are even tighter and you got defensive backs who are a half yard away from your wide receiver at all times, it's not going to get easier for you. So that's my worry for Lonzo Ball is that you're hyping him up and is he going to be that that floor general and leader and, and, and assist machine? And Yes, he will be that guy. But it, you, you can't sit here and say, okay, the guy's got no problems. It's the summer league. And he struggled with his shot. It's the summer league. Grasping at hope. Trying to give fans that that brass ring. And, and you've, you've seen it over the last week. A, a lot of uh, the hyper activity that goes around with every report and every assist and all the highlight reels that have been out there. Lonzo Ball named summer league MVP. Should have been uh, Kuzma. But that's a whole <laughs> other thing. He got the championship game MVP. That's all fine and good. But you, you break it down, and, and we watched the, the game here in the Geico Studios a, against the Clippers. Couldn't hit the broadside of a barn. Does, does he have the baseball passes, the, the long-distance touchdown-like throws? Sure, he's, he's lighting that up. And again, 
you, you, you want to be excited about it on one hand, but you'd still have to take it for what it is in Summer League. And Magic Johnson has taken a lot of the hyperbole, the excitement uh, of LeVar Ball, who's part P.T. Barnum, plus the other business side and, and just proud dad at the other, that Magic Johnson's taken on that, that whole persona. It wants the, the jersey in the rafters immediately in the introductory press conference and now is predicting triple doubles like they're, they're candy and like they're falling out of the sky. I mean, you're also looking at a summer league team that just based on his presence, let alone the emergence of, of Kuzma, that they, they were better than a lot of what was going on on the the court in terms of talents that'll be on an NBA, an actual NBA team this year. Because let's not forget, everybody's that a lot of these guys guy. are going away. Everybody's gunning for him. Everybody is. But yeah, he's got the bullseye Patrick on Beverly him. Patrick Beverly can't wait to D up against him. Guards that play defense can't wait to D up against him and go, yeah, okay, you think you're something? Your dad talks a lot. You think you're something? Yeah, just wait. Just wait. I'm licking my chops. But it's still it's not going to get but easier. But there's still so much behind. Even bringing in, bring in Pope that you're you're so far behind in terms of talent in the Western Conference that you're you're not pushing past that. There's going to be some good stat lines. There's going to be some great highlights, but it's not translating into wins. And in the end, isn't that what it's all about? Is that is that going to be the thing that you're, you're the magical elixir that's going to suddenly have free agents? backing up and jumping to Los Angeles, right? The the rumors that LeBron's agent has reached out to the Lakers and say, hey, let's talk. How about Magic Johnson today at the press conference thanking Contavious Caldwell-Pope's wonderful agent, Rich Paul. Oh, what a great guy his agent right? you know is. Because I mean? oh, you know who's he also has. Hey, hey LeBron. LeBron. Yeah. Come on over. Oh, what a wonderful agent he has. No, but this that's is fantastic. It. But all the flowery language. <laughs> If they end up striking out altogether, LeBron stays in Cleveland or decides he goes somewhere else, Paul George decides he likes Oklahoma City, then you're you're looking at still trying to grow grow this team around Lonzo Ball and whatever the the consolation prizes begin. Like let's let's not kick the the can down the road too too far. We still need to get through this season and see what he can do when you're actually facing top to bottom NBA competition, which we certainly did not see in the summer league not to throw giant buckets of water on everything but you can't out of one side of your mouth you know lament a bad uh, the bad performance and and say wow you know he's broke and then go and have a triple double and suddenly put a crown on him like we we got to temper you want to crown him we got to temper our expectations as to what summer league means right when he has the bad performance you can't say ah it's summer league that'll come around like, yeah, no, you can't have it both ways. No, and, and, th- and this is not saying that Lonzo st- isn't going to be a good player. It's just let's be realistic about it. And I, I would say, don't get summer league fever. And Magic Johnson has summer league fever, absolute summer league full. I got a fever of a hundred and three. But after he's four years, that. four years of he's got a fever of seventeen, twelve, and ten. I, I got a fever. <laughs> exactly. He's trying to get things turned around. He's trying to get Laker fans hyped. I can't fault him for that. But your job's to run the basketball team, not to be the hype man. Okay, you and Rob Blinken, you're in charge of something here. You want a hype man, there's plenty of guys across Los Angeles you can put a microphone in their hand and let them do it. 
I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Lucky Land Casino, asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club.